Okay, I was okay. Because you went from, you went from what were you making as a $100,000. So you went from 100K to 200K in three months. Yeah. And then from, you, you realized what you're going to accomplish. And in that same year, you did $980,000. Yeah. I want to change lives. I want to show people how to progress in their money. I want to show people how to progress in their mindset. I want to show people how to progress in their brand. So that way they can take care of their family, take care of their finances, and experience freedom. So I so I meet Ben. At, ben says, "Hey, show up to this event with with uh, Brendan Bouchard. Benjamin Deal is his name." And I show up to that event. And during the event, another person named Ben <laughs> happens to sit down at our dinner table. He asks me, "What? Hey, Andy, what do you do?" I tell him what I do. I put on seminars and I teach speakers how to speak. And he says, "I got someone to introduce you to." And it was this guy here. All right. Hi, I'm Sunil Balsani. <laughs> I'm the founder of Private Investment Club. Andy, good to meet you. I Likewise. Mean, we, we we got to know each other since just two months ago, two and a half right. months ago. Uh, but we were meeting this first time, being in LA, and I'm so happy that we were able to meet. It's it's amazing how when when you are, when you show up to opportunities, how opportunities can arise for Abs- you. Absolutely, absolutely. So Sunil, so so Sunil. You know, tell me a little bit about yourself, besides the business, about yourself as a man and a husband. That sounds good, man. I mean, I tell you, uh, my dream, uh, I was born born in a very, very poor uh, um, environment, family, uh, financially. And um, and all I can say to you is that um, I came to Canada in the 80s. And what happened was I became a police officer, then I went the uniform officer to police detective to police negotiator and I'm enjoying my life and then one day my wife comes to me and says we're gonna have a divorce and we have two kids well my son and my daughter and um, this was about 13 years ago so 15 years into policing she said we're gonna have a divorce and I fought with her like crazy I felt like she was crazy and she thought I was crazy and and then we fought and then one day uh, I looked up all my friends all my police officer friends and the officers were great, great human beings. And one thing they did not have is good family. Mm. And what I realized was that they, they're protecting the world. They're doing all that kind of stuff. But when they go home, they don't have their family. They, they, their kids don't even like them. Their wife, they, they're on to their third, fourth, fifth marriages and things like that. Now, there are times people should get divorced. No questions about that. But in this case, the, the problem was that I was not paying attention. So my to, wife, to your wife? Or to, to my the, wife. Okay. And my wife says to me, when you're here, you're not here. Mm. And you're not even here. I was working 12, 13, 14, 15 hours a day, day and night. And I would bring cases and I would just figure, because I'm a problem solver. So this is what I did. And she's like, we're going to have a divorce. That's it. We're done. And I, I, I said to her, why don't we do this? Why don't we, why don't you give me one year after I figured out that I don't want to lose my family? Uh, and then she, so we collected some money throughout the first year. Then I went to my boss and I said to my boss, look, I'd like to take a one year leave of absence unpaid. But I want to. I want to leave my job, and if I don't do well in business, I want to come back to my position as a platoon commander. That's what I was at that point. And they laughed at me. They said, "No, no, no. I mean, why do you want to do this?" So they said, "The history of in this police department. No one has ever had the guts to ask us to just leave for one year mm-hmm. just to try out another business." Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there is medical reasons. There are other reasons. But I said, "Look, my family's on stake." So, anyways. It went all the way up to the commissioner level, came back down, and the guy, my detachment commander, came to me and said, uh, "How high is the commission level to where you were?" Well, uh, many, many, many stages above. Uh, I was the commander of the the platoon commander, and then there's several levels above that. So he is the guy who's in charge of the entire department. Uh, 
went up to the headquarters and came back down and they approved it. And my boss, who did not like it, but he had to approve it because it somebody was, above, he did. Right. And basically, he, he looked at me and he says, you got the deal, but we know you'll be back. So what he was telling me is that you're going to fail. You're going to fail. Right, right. right. So I Were really, you an entrepreneur already before that? No. Did, were no. you in real estate before that? No. So, Zero. So just police? Just policing. Wow. Okay. And, and, and so the rule number one of what, what you want to get is you got to have a goal. Right? You have a goal and you have a deadline. So I had a 12 months clock ticking. And what I call is a, a gun to the head. And what is a gun to the head? Gun to the head is that you, you, you have to do it and you have a deadline. Or else something will happen to you or somebody that you love. So my deadline, my gun to the head was you got 12 months. And if you don't succeed, I knew I was going to lose my family. And, and, and either I go back to work or I quit. And I, I wasn't rich enough to quit wealthy enough to quit. So I basically went back and, and I said, okay, what do I do? And I went to every entrepreneur uh, shows. I went to a vending show. I went to business show. I went to personal growth show. I went to Tony Robbins show and T. Harvick. So when you say all these shows, you're talking about seminars? Seminars. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. The real life events. And I didn't even know what I wanted to do. All I knew was I had to do business. Right. right. I can stay home and, 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 and support my family and make money. And stuff like that. And I just didn't know. I even bought like franchise, like food franchise businesses, even donut shops, right? So <laughs> I mean, I had an internal connection with a cop, right? Yeah, yeah. Donuts, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I almost signed on a dotted line. And then one day I opened up a newspaper in Toronto. And there's this crazy guy, Robert Allen, Robert G. Allen. He says, buy properties, nothing down. And I threw the paper away. I thought, what a scam that is. And 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 I and then and then something attracted me back to the newspaper. I opened it up. I said, I'll just go. So I went there. I invested five thousand dollars into that real estate program. That five thousand dollars that I paid changed my life completely because I bought and sold seventy-seven properties the first year alone. Wow. And I made a goal. First goal was I Sunil Tolsiani will make $200,000 by the end of the year. So 12 months from there, signed it, dated it, and put it all over my home. And within three months or so, I made the $200,000. And I sat down and I said, you know what? I always want to be a millionaire. So I said, if it worked for $200,000, yeah. it's going to work for a million bucks. So I said, I said, Tolsiani will make $1 million by the end of the year. Signed it, dated it, and hand wrote these things. And I made 16 copies. I don't know why 16. I just wrote them and I put them all over my home. And and when I bought and sold 77 properties, I ended up making $980,000. So I was $20,000 short. And I was crying at home thinking, no, I was not crying. Yeah, yeah, right, I right. was okay. I was okay. Because you went from, you went from what were you making as a $100,000. So you went from 100K to 200K in three months. Mm. And then from you, you realized what you could accomplish. And in that same year, you did $980,000. Yeah. The reason I went, uh, I, I analyzed why I wanted $200,000. The reason I wanted to do that is because uh, I knew I was making $100,000. I have to make $200,000 minimum in order for to have the guts to quit. I was scared to to, to let go my secure yeah. profession and job. And, and so, so I, I said to myself, if I make $200,000, that's a lot of money. All right. I'm good. But then I realized that in order for me to help a lot of people, the, the wealthier I get, the more people I will help. And uh, this came from all the other gurus that I read books, I went on seminars, and I realized that it's actually being selfish if I'm not rich. Mm. I, I don't... 
I have the concept and I know this, but for the viewers, why is that? You see, um, if you are not wealthy, you're not going to be able to help as many people as possible. Okay. So, so if you don't have something, you cannot give that right, to anybody right, else. Right. So the more of that you have, see the concept was, my parent taught me, go to school, get good grades, get, get a good job, be secure, uh, don't make too much money. Make money, but don't make too much money because rich people are bad and they mm. must have done something to, to, get, to, do, to yeah. get that money. And, so, and they would give you examples of all the rich people who are bad, right? Yeah. Um, so what this is, and they told me, if you want too much money, then you're selfish because you're taking away money from people that could have had money. Like, for example, they always quote me, Africa and India. They'll say, well, people in India are starving and you're going to want this. Well, my thing is that we are helping people in India right now and all that kind of stuff. And I cannot help them uh, if I am not wealthy myself, right. if I'm not time and money, if I don't have time or money, time and money freedom. So in order for you to help the world, which is number one reason for you to be on this planet, actually. So, so my, my father has this saying, which is people should benefit because you exist. Right, right. People should benefit. And, and, and that means if you go to this town, to this city, wherever you go, people should benefit from you. As, as, as opposed to I'm here, cater to, to me. Take, to yeah, take, yeah. to take, to gotcha. take, so, so, so you want to be a giver and not a taker. That's saying. right. And, and and no, I want to be a giver and I want to be a, a receiver as well. Okay. Because in order to give, you need to also receive. Right. Because if you don't receive million dollars, then you can't give that money out to anybody. So we're going to India. I'm going to India next month. And uh, we have scheduled a time where there's going to be 100 people who are who have, who have no eyesight. So we're going to have 100 people get their eye operation done in India. And pay for that for them. So otherwise, they would never be able to do that. If you weren't a wealthy man, would you be able to do that? No. Mm. It would be tough to do that. So those 100 people, if you didn't go after your dreams and aspirations, those 100 people would actually have been suffering much longer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And, and, you know, I came from a poor family. And so we've been helping a lot of people in Canada and cancer and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Now, I want to do a lot more. And I realized th the wealthier I get... The, you know, I've taken care of, let's say, you know, Maslow theory, right? The bottom is like you need your food, shelter, and, 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 uh, physiological needs. Yeah. Once, and then you go to the next level, and then the self actualization is the top part, is where I am right now. And the, what I love about self actualization is that now you can go out and say, I'm going to take care of my family, my extended family, my friends, and now strangers, <sighs> people I do we know. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. So, so you're saying success is way past taking care of yourself and your standards. Absolutely. In fact, success, when I started, um, I used to get up on stage and say, I want to help people. The truth is, when I was saying that uh, 13 years ago, 12 years ago, 10 years ago, I really just wanted to be successful myself. I really didn't mean from the deeper level that I want to help a lot of people. I really wanted to just go out and make lots of money for me. Yeah. And somewhere along the line, when I kept saying that, you know, it, it, it turned. And what happened was in 2009, when I lost everything, and, I lo and not only lost everything, I went below the ground financially. It was a humble reminder that it's not me. <laughs> it's somebody above really is giving the power to me, right? Yeah. And, 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 and at that point, when I started to help people, that's when I start feeling two things. One 
the, 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 the idea of people coming to me and said, you changed my life. And I know people have heard this before. Yeah. But to get that from somebody in real life, it really changes everything. Mm. It really changes everything. So I've had people, so the goal is to make 100 millionaires, multimillionaires and things like that. So I, so I have people who made 100,000, 200,000, $500,000, million bucks, 10 million bucks, even more than that. And they credit that to me because, you know, I helped them grow to the next level. And they just come to me and say their entire life and generations to come is changed because of this one thing. And it's, it's the word freedom. And financial freedom is very important. Time freedom and financial freedom is very important. How do you know when you're financially free? The day that you wake up and you never have to worry about money, the day that you wake up that you forget it's a payday, the day that you wake up and say, is this Saturday today? Is this a weekend? Oh, I don't know if it's a weekend. You don't care. So, so for some people, can that be $10,000? Uh, for some people, it can't be. So, so let's say this, this is going um, to, let's say, all over the world. Um, some places in, in the world, it could be $10,000 a year. It could be just, that's good enough for them. They have a 200 square foot hut and they never have the idea of wanting a lot more. This is yeah. all they want. Okay. $10,000, they're wealthy at that point. Gotcha. In North America, I, I talk about in my book with Brian Tracy, The Secret to Wealth, which is right there. And in, in hey, that, Ellie, can you pass me that book? In that book Ellie? itself. Ellie, can you pass me that book? In that book, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Uh, uh, in this book, I talk about this. It's called Secret to Wealth. And by the way, wealth does not only mean money in my case. Wealth definitely, money is definitely part of wealth. So can you be happy, successful, helping without money? I guess it's possible. Hold on, you, you, left, you left me stuck. Tell me. Because you said money, money, it's not, when you say wealth, it's not just about money. Where else can I be wealthy if it's not just money? Well, you know, there's, there's many things that the, the wealth could be. So this diagram that I have in here, for example, um, on page two, talks about wealth being, let's say, money, love, relationships, wow. well, health, peace, uh, freedom, time, family, happiness. And, there, and then you get to define, actually, what wealth means to you as well. So you can add. So if you were looking at this, for example, it actually is a circle in the wealth in the between. And then these are what I consider. You can add more to this, by the way. And that's, most people will say time, health, and money would be great. Right, right, right. Let's start with that. But you included love and relationships yeah, absolutely. and time and happiness. Because today we celebrated our 26th marriage anniversary with you my and wife. wife. Yeah. Yes. I saw that. That was yes. amazing. And my son is almost turning 24 and my daughter's 18. Wow. I would have lost them, you know, because of that. Yeah, because if I had not done this, I would have lost them. If, if you, you know, unfortunately went through that divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I, it would have been a different relationship, different way of doing things and stuff like that. And, and people say money is not important, but I can, we know in Canada and U.S. and most Western society, more than 50% of the divorces occur and more majority of the divorces occur because of money. Because of money. So, you know, 2009, you hit rock bottom. And in the last 10 years, you've grown exponentially where yes. you're helping hundreds of people yes. and supporting other people to become millionaires as well. But has happiness changed for you, the definition of happiness between 2009 to now? Well, you know, when I help more people, um, that definition that I used to read, and I don't think in the past I had internalized it, Meaning, you know, they, all the gurus, uh, gurus were saying, go help people. 
uh, change people's lives, give something back and all that kind of stuff. These were things that you would read or listen to, but I really didn't get it until after that, until the last eight, nine years is where you go, wait a minute, I'm on this planet for not just for me. I mean, anybody can do stuff for themselves only. But what I've learned is, and, and, and love it, and my happiness comes from, is the fact that when I do something great for myself and my family, so I don't exclude that, I include that. But, and get somebody else to change their life. And, and that is, for me, when people come to me and say, you know what, I just want to be, a, I want to have a coaching business. Yeah. And I have people who are happy wanting to make $50 an hour mm. as a coaches because they were making 20 bucks in right, the job, right. right? So if I set them up, they go, I don't care about being a multimillionaire. I just care about, let's have a stable business. I just want to, I know how to tell people or help people to lose weight. Mm. I know how to make people happy. So some women actually have come to me and said, I'm a happy coach. So I can go and go into a family. I, I can help people who are about to get divorced. She would go in and she would show them what they're missing and then she would save 80 percent of the divorces wow like what wow. you know and stuff like that and she would do it for like 100 bucks an hour or something mm. like that she does not want to be wealthy from the point of view of money she just wants to make let's say hundred thousand dollars a year or fifty thousand dollars or five hundred thousand dollars a year and then yeah then i have people who say i want to make hundred thousand dollars a month and in the past i would judge the person badly who wanted too much money I would say, you know, $100,000 off is greedy or uh, uh, it's not realistic, mm -hmm. right? Today, if somebody comes to me and says, I want to make $100 million, which is what I want to do, um, I would say, go for it. Because I know that you probably would help more people uh, around the world in your area, in your community, in your businesses uh, when you spend your money as well as when you uh, help others. Now, not everybody, I realize that, not everybody's going to be rich, is going to help people. I know that. But not all poor people are good people either, and not rich people, you know. So we have good people, whether you're rich or not so rich. Yeah, right, right. Um, so it, the money doesn't really matter. It's no. really the person on the, on the heart. And That's right. And then sometimes money do change people's uh, lives, and, and it does change person as well. But does it change you? to then help more people because money will change you by the way yeah. because by the way if you live in a small home and now all of a sudden you have a hundred million dollars chances are you can may drive change a better car yeah and you are going to alongside the way lose some friends and you're going to lose uh, some people and all that kind of stuff and that's just part of success if everyone on the planet is telling you that you're doing the right thing you're going the right way you are amazing go for it that means you're going the wrong way Mm. most people that you know mm. are going to tell you not to do it. If most of them are telling you, you know, you're crazy, this is not realistic, this is stupid, just go to get a secure job. Yeah. That means you're going the right way. But it's actually the wrong way. If they tell you that you have to, you're crazy, blah, 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 that means you're going the right way. Because, oh, right, right. Because, because they're not supporting you and... This is the most important part that I learned as I was growing is my family sometimes in, in, in India, it, you know, it's honorable to do what your parents tell you, for example, in my generation. And I'm, I'm 50 now. So to go against he, your father. He young as hell, 50 years old. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> to go against your father who says, you know, stay, 
stay in a job. My father actually, um, when I was doing this, he was the he's the one who was impacted the most negatively, and because he was the most proud of me because I made more money than him. I had a secure job. Uh, I, I was somebody and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And when I told him I'm leaving and I'm going to become a real estate investor, leaving India, police force, oh, leave the police force, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and going into real estate, and, and I told him I'm a real estate investor. He said, what the frig is real estate investor, yeah. first of all? Uh-huh. And I can't, you know, and, and then so when my successes came, I would go, dad, dad, I just made a $50,000. And he would just go, you know, walk away. He would walk away. And then one day he told me that he goes to temple every day praying that I would fail. Because if I fail, chances are I'm going to go back to policing. See? And so... Wow. Oh, my goodness. So, so... My uncles, my cousins, wow. and my friends, uh, th- they were all against it. And they, some of them actually said, you're crazy. You're chasing money. So we're not going to associate with you anymore. You know, like that. So it was hard. Mm. But know this, that if everybody's, almost everybody who's not successful, who's your friend uh, or family member, if they're telling you, go for it, chances are, if they're telling you to go for it, then you're not going for your dream. If they're saying you're crazy or you, you don't do it, blah, 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 that means you're going the right way. Uh, and, and then eventually the tides do turn. When they start seeing you successful, then they will come around and say, oh, we, are, we knew. We, we, we knew. You know, it's interesting that you said that. You know, when I shared with you how I wanted to retire my parents yes. and purchase them a property, and we, you supported me in coming out with the numbers. And, uh, and you were like, empowering me yes. and said, you know, hey, man, go for it and, yes. and, and get clear on the target and hit the target. Yes. But there are other people who may make $36,000 a year. When I shared that with them, that, that's what my goal is. They laughed and they said, dude, that's, that's not realistic. You're 24 years old, Andy. For you, to, for you to retire your parents is not realistic. Yes. And, but you, on the other hand, is someone who's saying to go for it. So what, what I've learned is that to really change the environment that you're in. Absolutely. You, 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 in order for you to do this, Find somebody perhaps 10 times more uh, successful than you are. Uh, and you see them and you look at them. And go, is, is that just with money? No, no, anything, anything. Okay. It, could be, uh, it could be, for example, you want to become the best speaker. You want to become the best author. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you want to become the best um, a coach or a mentor or a real estate investor or an entrepreneur, an accountant. Whatever. Let's say your dream was to always be on big stages and make lots of money. Well, if you associate with somebody who's already been there, you know, and then you go, so, well, man, I, I like to see, you know, like, you know, a lot of people that come to me and they go, well, you know, you've been with Tony Robbins and Kiyosaki, so the world. And these were my heroes. They are, they're my heroes. Yeah. But they were my heroes from a point of view of, I just read their books. Which okay, gotcha, gotcha. And now I'm doing business with them. Mm, right. Yeah, yeah, right. We, we just saw you and Tr- Brian Tracy doing a book. Yes. And then this year, you and I and a few other people are going to be doing a book with Mr. H- Harrington. Kevin Harrington Har- from Shark Tank. So I used to watch the show Shark Tank and all of a sudden, boom, I'm doing business with him and, and things like that. So if somebody's like starting out, first, get the training. Like get the training. Get to know what, you know, how, well, have a structure, right? Once you have the training, then the contacts and connections are really, really, really important. Really important. Now, if you say, well, you know, I want to start slow and all that kind of stuff, maybe you don't need a mentor and things like that because mentor is the fastest, the safest, the easiest uh, way to go and grow your business 10 times. Gotcha. Or, 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 or you just want to double your income. So you, you make 100000 you want to go $200,000, get a mentor. Somebody who's done what you want to do, get them to help you do 
what you want to do. So if, if, for example, if this is a mountain and on the top of the mountain is a million dollars or $500,000 or $10 million or whatever it is, and top of the mountain, I have climbed the mountain hundreds of times, gotcha. right? I know it. And you're starting up and you're kind of somewhere up there and then you still have to climb the mountain to get the $10 million or whatever it is. See, if you're going with me, I could say, well, we're going to rest over here. Don't go that way. It's dangerous. You already know the, already the route. Know. Yeah. Even with mentors, it's not guaranteed that you're going to, uh, in business, that there's no risk. There's always going to be risk. Right. But what you're going to find is that you're going to go there faster. And then you're going to find even the expensive mentors are cheap mentors because the fact that you got there yeah. is, is, is very inexpensive. Right. If you paid somebody $20,000, dollars $50,000, which I have done, uh, and I, I get paid as well, and I made them a million bucks, they're like, well, I'll pay you any time you want for that kind of stuff. But it's the mentality that I had to come across that I got to pay somebody was very tough for me. And, and, but I realized that every person who is elite, wealthy, uh, invested into themselves, invested themselves into a mentor, into the training, and then into, their, into the connections and marketing. This is very important to do that. So if I was a public speaker, I'm going to learn how to do it. Then I'm going to go get some stages. Right? Yeah. And if I had a mentor who was, who's been on to these stages, then maybe that person, if, if I build a relationship with them, maybe they'll say, you know, somebody's going to be missing tomorrow at this event. And I, as a mentor, have a connection with that person. And I could say, hey, Andy, they need you. You want to go? And they're yeah. like, yeah, I'm in. You right? know, I'll right, shoot right. in, whatever. So I've had That's people. the benefit of having relationships. That's right. You know, so, so 2009, you hit, you hit rock bottom and you go through this whole entire journey. What are some of the accomplishments that you've made over the last 10 years? Well, you know, the biggest accomplishments, first of all, I learned what not to do when you're raising money for real estate, right? Because Security Commission is what got involved in 2009. And where we raised a pro for a project and that project, uh, the builder ran away to China and, and, and things like that from Toronto. And then we were stuck, the fact that we promoted the, uh, the project. So we learned what not to do, uh, even on a technical level. So if you if you did paperwork like this versus this, it would have been right or wrong. So learn how to raise money. So let's give context to that to that situation because you share something that some people don't actually know about. Yes. So there's a there's a there's there's a um, the security commission. The way they look at it, accredited versus non-accredited investors. So what I did was we sold hotel condos and raised money for a uh, for a developer. And then that developer was doing great. 2007, 2008 was amazing. Then US market crashes and the entire financing dries up for that guy. And then he comes to me and says, you know, uh, I need to raise some money or else the whole project will go down and all your investors will lose money. So I said, what we need to do? He told me this is what you do. And I said, and I said, well, let's go and, and uh, get some legal advice. He goes, yeah, I already got him legal advice. Here's what my lawyer says and blah, blah, blah. So I biggest mistake I made was I didn't get my own legal uh, legal counsel security legal counsel. Okay, I got a legal counsel, but not security legal counsel. And then and and basically he said if you do this, if you fill this form out this way, you get them signed, you're fine. Yeah. I followed his advice. Now if the project had gone well, chances are nothing would have happened. We would have been all happy. The market crashes, he loses the. Thing. I help him raise some money. He can't save the project and then people go and complain to the lawyers and then lawyers go to security commission and they go after him first and then and then they say well who, who promoted it and then they come to me and then within the couple of months he he was a chinese descent canadian 
So he then ran to China forever. Mm. And, 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 and I, I was staying there. So I stuck around. And so they, they said, you know, you sold securities. And it's basically a joint venture agreement, promissory notes, and things like that. So initially, it was like, I think... You know, in exchange for money. In exchange for money. Okay. So what happens is, you know how you, you, know, you have to be licensed to sell uh, stocks, right. mutual funds. That's what a security is. And uh, so in essence, the paperwork that we signed was, could be construed as an uh, instrument of security, which needs it to be a licensed person. And you weren't uh, licensed. Yeah. You know, so let's say financial planners in the uh, United States, I think they have people who can, stockbrokers and things like right. that. Well, I'd, I'd never want to be a stockbroker and all that kind of stuff. So basically, long story short, they, he ran away and then I basically stuck around and then I then went to my lawyers and, and coaches and said, what do I do? Like now we're business is lost and no, and they said, you know, shut the business down, um, uh, change the name after six months, don't go on stages for the next year or so and everybody would forget about it. And I literally, after paying somebody $600 an hour who gave me this advice, I literally got up the next morning and looked myself in the mirror and I said, you know what, those people were not numbers to me. So I'm going to keep the same name, same physical address, same phone number, and I'm going to be available for them to come and talk to me. You were nervous that the investors were going to come to you yes. and and do something yes. because of the, the, the challenge that, that came through in that investment. That's right, because they now couldn't get to the builder, so they were now coming, coming after. So, the, so, so they were coming after me to to get the money and stuff like that. And and had I showed bankruptcy and I had I closed the business, they would have they wouldn't they wouldn't have gotten gotten anywhere. So I chose to keep the company. I chose to keep the same website, same phone number, same name, against the advice of some of the people that gave me uh, and said, just disappear. look, look, Lehman Brothers, they're a billion dollar company. They're going to close and then one day they're going to go somewhere else and they're going to be part of another company. Mm. Nobody would know that. Right, right. So just do that. So I, I didn't do that. So what type of money were we talking about? Someone invested $5,000 in you? So, so no, they, they invested, they bought into a, a project. So they put in, let's say, $10,000, $20,000, $50,000, depending upon... Uh, how many uh, units they bought gotcha. or, or whatever they bought. And so so I ended up doing a lot of stuff to help out people and things like that. Now, remember, at this point, uh, I'm, I'm up here and I lose everything and I don't know how to pay the next month's bill, mm. <laughs> as I was telling you about, yeah. right? And and then, then I come back around and uh, and now... I teach people what not to do in securities. Gotcha. <laughs> so you side. take you took what, what, what was the downfall, and you teach people, hey, yeah. don't do this, these mistakes. I, yeah, I had somebody in a, a few months, uh, about a year ago, who had issues with Security Commission, and they just hired me as a coach, and I helped them. Within two months, the problem was gone. Gotcha. You know, not. No, no, I mean, I'm just as an advisor. As, as so, what year did this happen? This happened in 2000. 9 2010 and it took uh, three or four years for them to do to find this you know do the whole thing so it lasted for many many years so how, how do you go from from that challenge situation to you know you shared with me earlier that you were speaking on stage with people like tony robbins you're writing a book with brian tracy you have now a successful uh real estate company yes. in in canada yes. how do you go from that to you know that troubling time frame to now being successful, doing well over $10 million? The, the issue is very simple, and that is this. I went from focusing from me to focusing on others. Mm, gotcha. Okay. I, I did, the reason I did that is because I just did a training <laughs> on, hey, if you want to raise your standard, focus outwards. Yes. But okay. And then when you give the results to people and they see the results and they, they, they go, wow, and then 
then next person, and the next person, and like hundreds of people. Now, if you go on, so we'll go to LinkedIn, for example, you'll see there's probably very few people on the planet who have like 120 testimonials with their photos and everything saying, you know, Sunil changed my life and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So what I did was I just said, let me just focus on others. Money will come to me, I know. I'm just going to focus on growing that person. Then focus this guy, focus on this person, this lady, this person. And I helped so many people that they become part of my you know, like, uh, like it's, they'll say, yes, things have happened in the past, but he changed my life. Yeah. You know, today you see met some of the people that I brought from Toronto into L.A. And I'm heading to Jack Canfield's home tomorrow. And some of these people have invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in my, as, as being their high-end coach and all that stuff. Because they realize that it's dropping the bucket into, as to what I did for them and I can do for them. And I continue to do for them because their goals are like, I want to make a million bucks, $10 million, $100 million. I want to become the top speaker. I want to become the top consultant. These are people. So I went after people uh, or I attracted people into my life that said, I want this. And I said, I'm going to get it for you. And, and then so then I went to Brian Tracy and I said, Brian, this is what happened to me. Brian says, OK, thank you. Jack Canfield. Jack, this is what happened to me. OK, great. No problem. Kevin Harrington, this is what happened. So I told them, this is what happened. Robert Allen, same thing. Uh, Tony Robbins team, you know, they, you know, they, they, they vet all the speakers like crazy, right? right. And Kiyosaki uh, team, they, they, they said, okay, we looked at it. And, and so they, basically my idea was, let's just tell them. And then if they say no, then fine, right? If they say yes, that's great. So basically as I'm growing, I found that if I help somebody go from here to here, that's my badge. Mm. That is my, you know, so I don't, I, so it's not Sunil went for, so you said, okay, you went from here to here. I went from here to here as a byproduct. Of supporting other people from That's going right. there to there. That's right. And I multiplied by supporting people from here. And I worked really hard doing that, you know, and things like that. So how much time do you focus, if you look at the whole entire year and you were to look at a percentage of the time that you focus on your business, and that you focus on supporting other people in their business and in their life. Well, what would be the percentage of their life? I would say that my focus is 95% on focusing on other people's business, which becomes my business. So you partner up with these people? Yes. And, and, and what happens is most of the people that I've helped will not forget where they come from. Now, there are people that I helped and then they leave. They, they, they just leave and all that stuff. But there are a lot of people that actually, when I support them, they come back and say, okay, well, you helped me from going to, from here to here, but now I want to get here, Sunil. Mm. And, and then, then we find a way. So then everybody wins. So they win, my company wins, uh, my employees win, and, and their clients win as well. And then, so it's a fo if I focus only on, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're a real estate investor, public speaker, whatever it is, if you're a janitor, if you're a, a cameraman, if you're a marketer, whatever it is, if you focus on giving people what they want uh, and, and, and truly care for that, like truly care that they go up to the next level, not just say it, but actually care for it, it will change your life completely. Gotcha. So supporting other people intention uh, like really what it does is like the the boomerang effect you put energy out and that positive energy is going to come back in absolutely and and we know this everybody knows this it's just that now we actually believe it we have to believe it gotcha. and actually do it and believe and then do it gotcha and doing is so, so what so are some amazing. of the some of the hugest com accomplishments that you acknowledge yourself for that you've done over the last five years 
you know, I, 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 first of all, uh, growing up, I was a shy guy. Yeah. Um, if you told me to get up in front of 10 people and for 30 seconds and say something motivating or something like that, I would just melt. I would just, all my life, I was very shy. Mm. Um, so biggest accomplishment I would say to, for me would be the fact that I am now one of the top international public speakers who couldn't speak, who was shy, who thought there's no way, me as a speaker, no, 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 somebody else should do the speaking. I'll be in the background. I'll just, I'll just stay in the background. So to, to find that this is even today, it's like I get up and say, somebody's paying me to speak at their event and I'm going to be sharing stage with over 8,000 people. Like it is, it is, I enjoy it, but mm. I have to go, wow, that's like amazing that, right. you know, be able to do that. And this is also great that's for- very admirable. I must acknowledge you. That's you. very admirable from going where you were in 2000 and and nine, yeah. and before that, when your wife st- says to you, you know, hey, yeah, yeah. we're gonna get a divorce, and you become this man, like the, the type of people that are watching, man, that are, you know, hitting ground zero, they can obviously see that in a short period of time, you can truly elevate your life and your results. Well, the, the, I'm a li- I know people have heard this before, that if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. And I'm really living proof that if you're sitting around saying, you know what, I want a mess, I have a message, I have a story, I have something that I'm going to help people with, you can do it on one-on-one, Mm-hmm. You can do it one on ten. You can do one on hundred or one on thousands, right? Public speaking is basically that. At the end of the day, what we're doing is this is public speaking, and then we have audience, right? Right. Or there's no audience. And you're my audience. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, and 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 so I would suggest if you're an accountant, you're a consultant, you're a, in some you're entrepreneur, you're a marketer, you're a real estate investor, whatever. At the end of the day, you should find a way to become a public speaker, even if you're scared, especially if you're scared, because I'm a living proof that, you know, I can do, by the way, this is not scripted. We we didn't sit down and say, we're gonna be, there's, there wasn't questions and answers. We're just doing it naturally yeah. now, right? We, I mean, we just had breakfast and we said we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna do it. And, and, and so I wouldn't be able to do this kind of stuff. I would like, I would want all the questions and I would rehearse and all that stuff. See, I've been able to speak and uh, I would suggest that Everybody, whether you want to speak one-on-one, one-on-ten, one-on-hundred, people should become public speakers. Everyone. Everyone. And, I, and I'm 100% believing that. <laughs> and that's why I have, actually, I have some Neil speaking at my event next week called the Elite Speaker Training, where, we, where I, I bring in different speakers, such as Sue Neil, to teach my group on how to increase their speaking skills. And let's wrap up this interview because I want people to actually come see us live. Yes. You know, this is an opportunity now. We gave you a little taste. Gave you a little taste. Now you get the opportunity to come see us live. And the next time you can see us is next week at the Ellie Speaker Training event. We'll see you then. Thank you so much, Sunil. Take good care. Thank Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you, everybody. Thank you.